Welcome to the Canadian SME Podcast, a podcast for Canadian small businesses. We interview Canadian experts and entrepreneurs to provide expert insight into marketing, innovation, business leadership, technology, and trends that impact small business. Our mission is to empower Canadian small and medium enterprise to help you grow your business. Hi, everyone. This is Maheen from Canadian SME Small Business Magazine. Please join me in welcoming Fred Gasper. Fred Gasper is the Director General responsible for the Commercial Program Directorate, Commercial and Trade Branch of the Canada Border Service Agency, CBSA. Mr. Gasper joined the CBSA in January 2019 from the Canadian Transportation Agency, where he served as the Chief Compliance Officer, Director General from April 2016 to January 2019, where he held the corporate responsibilities for various industry determinations and that constitute Canada Transportation Regulatory Regime. CBSA ensures Canada's security and prosperity by facilitating and overseeing international travel and trade across Canada's border. Canadian SME team would like to thank and congratulate the CBSA team for maintaining the flow of legitimate trade during the COVID-19 pandemic. Cross-border supply chains are vital to the continued flow of goods, including food and medical supplies for all Canadians. In this podcast, Mr. Gasper discussed the challenges faced by the CBSA and how they are overcoming those challenges, how they've helped with the shipment of Pfizer and Moderna vaccines in Canada, and how they work 24-7 to protect the people of Canada. Fred, welcome to Canadian SME Small Business Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? Great, thank you for asking. Now, Canadian SME team would like to thank you and congratulate the CBSA team for maintaining the flow of legitimate trade during the COVID-19 pandemic and helping with the shipment of Pfizer and Moderna vaccines in Canada and also protecting Canadians day and night. Uh, so thank you so much for protecting us. Uh, now, Mr. Mr. Gasper, like you are the Director General responsible for the Commercial Program uh, Directorate of uh, the Canadian Border Service Agency, like CBSA. Please share with our audience more about what your role is and what C- CBSA is all about. Well, actually, uh, first of all, thank you for your very generous uh, thanks at the beginning. And, and actually, your um, generous recognition is, in fact, the, the best answer. Our role is really broad. We, we do a, a lot. We have three concurrent mandates in the context of uh, facilitating the commercial program. The health, safety, and security mandate, which is essentially to keep inadmissible goods and or uh, dangerous goods out of Canada. Mm-hmm. We have a mandate to protect revenue integrity, to ensure that all applicable duties and taxes are collected in part to protect the Canadian economy uh, and in part just to make sure that Canadian, uh, Canadian tax laws are upheld. And then we also have the concurrent mandate that in the context of doing all that, we also facilitate the free flow of uh, admissible goods as expeditiously and efficiently as possible. So I always refer to it as a three-pointed triangle because, you know, in doing any one of those things, it has impacts on the other. And so we try and achieve, we try and achieve a, a, a reasonable balance. If you wanted to be as facilitative as possible of the flow of goods, you wouldn't do very much checking of, is there any bad stuff here? Uh, <laughs> wouldn't be doing that mandate of service. And conversely, right. if we were checking every single parcel that came through every day, we would be holding things up at the border. So we try, that effectively is the mandate we try to do, is every day land on a bit of a reasonable balance between those three objectives. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, 
you know how CBSA is supporting businesses and making trade processing more secure and efficient. So how do you think that you're taking the measures in order to make this process, this entire process, uh, as efficient as possible? Well, we do a number, uh, a number of things. One of the things that COVID um, really forced us to do in a good way was to take a look at some of our processes, which are still legacy processes that are paper-based. So uh, we early in the pandemic in the spring, we uh, moved forward with an electronic long room initiative whereby we produced electronic representation of some of the stamps that are required to clear goods um, at, at the borders. So that was a pretty significant uh, move. It may have seemed significant. It seemed audience may be listening and going, well, of course, don't you normally, don't, wouldn't you do that anyway? Well, you know. Inertia being the most powerful force in the universe, that was a legacy process that was never a problem before, so why change it? Well, COVID came along and we changed it. So that's one example of one of the things we did to try to make sure to, that we facilitated a trade. But the other thing that we do is really just making sure that we have really solid and iterative lines of communication open with our stakeholders. So uh, we don't have nearly as good of a sense as they do uh, every given day, what's working and what's not working. Uh, so we have regular conference calls with our border commercial consultative committee, which is a committee of industry stakeholders made up of right. brokers, freight forwarders, shippers, industry trade associations. And uh, we received, starting early in the pandemic, uh, a fairly regular, I think it was weekly, set of updates. And at one point, we were doing a daily of issues that were coming up at the border that we were just going in and doing surgical solutions for. So it's a mix of structural program reforms and then problem solving on the fly. Wow. And then, you know, recently the CBA joined the border agencies around the world and uh, marking the International uh, Customs Day. Can you share a few more details about this day and how important is it during these challenging times? Uh, yeah, I think one of the most important things that one of the most important opportunities International Customs Day provides and that the uh, World Customs Organization generally uh, provides to the international um, trade community is it provides a platform by which we can do reconciled and integrated decision-making. We're all at different points in the continuum. The, the regulatory authorities, we're all in different points in the continuum of modernization and of innovation. What we don't want, I think what we all would agree on, if I, if I may pretend to speak for everyone for a moment, is that none of us wants to move so far um, front of everyone else that we're introducing something that will not be ultimately validated as a part of international standards. We want to make sure that everything we do, everything we invest in, aligns generally where the world community is going. So, right. you know, the, the international framework of standards that the World uh, Trade Organization uh, facilitated and CBSA was very proud to take part of uh, with regards to e-commerce and the facilitation of e-commerce and the movement of e-commerce was really, really important because it identified you know, everything from data management to advanced data information requirements to how we were going to recognize international movements of business to consumer e-commerce transactions was very helpful to us and uh, allowed us to, to move forward in a way uh, confidently that we know that the steps we're taking today to facilitate and manage the phenomenal growths of e-commerce are ones that are in keeping with our major trading partners. 
Right. Now, with the initiatives that you've just, you, that you've just mentioned, now, during the pandemic, you know, the CBSA has implemented uh, and continued uh, uh, the, the initiatives to harness technology and accelerate the implementation of innovative solutions. For example, last year, uh, CBSA uh, eliminated the paper-based export declaration form and implemented the Canadian Export Reporting System. So can you share a few details on how this new initiative is helping businesses? Well, one of the things that SIRS does as a, uh, and of course, we love our acronym, so I'm going to go right to the acronym. Uh, one of the things that it does uh, that's a marked improvement over the Canadian Automated Export Declaration or CAID system is that um, SIRS, really, um, SIRS really allows uh, exporters to have uh, simplified and integrated reporting. Um, it allows both them, both exporters and governments to take quick and uh, relevant snapshot of the, of the key information that matters. So we really, we started from the perspective of what's the base information that we absolutely need to have. Right. Um, and we got rid of a lot of superfluous information that perhaps was required for, for other purposes or that wasn't uh, absolutely central. And, and also the platform, it, it, it's a lot easier uh, to use because, you know, you, you want to make sure that your clients are, um, are not being, taxed to the point of and by tax I'm referring to the physical effort um right. tax to the point where just using the tool of the in of itself is problematic we recognize that the the employee base and the, uh, the folks that are actually using the systems on behalf of the on behalf of our stakeholder groups a highly variable set of employees and you want to make the uh, you want to make the system as easy to use as possible so really those are the two main benefits of SIRS simplified and reduce information draw requirement and user ability uh, user ability that is uh, just a lot more practical just more a lot more practical absolutely now how is cbsa uh expediting the customs release time for vaccines and uh personal protective equipment to reach their final destinations like within canada mm-hmm. well really on this one it's um we did a lot of um less systemic reform right. and, and more just uh direct intervention uh it's not something I would recommend in terms of its, uh, in terms of being able to replicate itself on, on, on a, on a systemic basis. But basically what we did is we just dove right in to the value chain and, uh, to the supply chain and, uh, inserted ourselves into the process. So, uh, dealing with government partners, uh, to understand what was the import, what were the imports that were happening, uh, engaging directly with the shippers, engaging directly with the freight forwarders. So that every from a port level to um, a headquarters level to a regional program management level, we were very we made ourselves aware of the shipments that were coming in when they were coming in. Uh, we engaged with our government partners with the regulatory authorities. So for PPE, for instance, those are Class One medical devices regulated by Health Canada. We included them in the process. Uh, they included us in their process, whereby they they introduced a simplified uh, Class One medical device import process. And uh, we made sure that all the importers were aware of that simplified process. Right. Really, as I, as I indicated to my team when we were preparing for the vaccine import or facilitation process, we said, you know, fundamentally, it's pretty easy. What we need to do is we need to make sure that that time gap between when the, when the, wheels, hit the, when the wheels hit the runway from the, from the plane to the moment that the, um, the van leaves the customs warehouse at the airport full of the vaccine doses that that time period is as truncated as possible. Right. So that meant that we received the import shipments, uh, import information 
as early as possible. We move to machine re release as much of it as possible. Uh, and we have basically managed the risk that's associated with shipments by becoming as aware of as much information as possible early in the process so that we can make our clearance decisions uh, well ahead of time. No, I, I absolutely agree with the point where cross-border supply chains are very vital to the continued flow of goods, including the food and medical supplies, the vaccines for all Canadians. Now, what are the challenges faced by the CBSA and how uh, you're overcoming those challenges? Um, well, right now we're in the information gathering phase. I mean, we're overcoming those challenges. Well, sorry, not really the information about uh, learning phase because there's no distinct phases. We're learning and executing at the same time. So right now what we're doing is, like I said, we are just inserting ourselves in the process. We're finding out as much as we possibly can about each and individual, each and every single import that's, that, that's occurring. It's related to vaccines and we're integrating ourselves into those discussions. Uh, what we're learning about the process is that, and it's, you know, it's nothing earth shattering. It's nothing your audience doesn't already know. Right. But holy cow, do we have a complicated process, right? Um, it is. It is. It sounds absolutely yeah. Uh, complicated. <laughs> yeah. And that's not entirely self-critical because customs being one of the oldest functions of most governments, because it was one of the first revenue sources of revenue generation. Exactly. Uh, trade. Yeah. Over the years, we have developed legacy systems and legacy processes to respond to how businesses conduct imports. And so we've got layers upon layers of regulatory frameworks and of procedures to respond to the specifics of how conveyances move, to the specifics of the particular commodities that are moving, or to the specifics of the uh, audience, the recipient, whether they be a business or a consumer. Right. You put those three things together, and it's pretty clear to us that we have an incredibly complex ecosystem. So we learn that in the context of reporting. So senior government executives uh, at the highest levels wanted to know early on in the process how many N95 masks are being imported and the steps we had to go through to answer an otherwise simple question because okay. the variety of HS codes that apply to N95 masks, because where the information was stored, because it could be moving as part of a bundled shipment. Uh, so that's one of the big lessons and takeaways that I take from this is agility and being nimble is, is not incumbent to our business. So that's a, a lesson going forward that we're going to have to try and, uh, and manage to be able to provide quick and uh, responsive, uh, responsive information uh, to, to, uh, to these kinds of priorities. No, I, I'm sure it takes a lot of levels of uh, people and work needs to be done in order for all this uh, process to be, you know, go as smooth as possible. Now, on a final note, Fred, like, what is your message to Canadians and especially the Canada business community? Yeah, definitely. I think to to the Canadian business community, the simplest message I can say is that you know, um, uh, information matters, and and there's no substitute for uh, for uh, early and, um, and and substantive information gathering. So, uh, you know, if you're proposing to do uh, an import of a commodity, uh, reach out, make sure that you are properly informed with regards to the requirements. Don't assume it's easy just because uh, it seems like <laughs> easy. Um, our website, we, we provide lots of information on our website with regards to import requirements, including links to all the appropriate licensing that may be required or uh, advanced information. Make sure that you cross your T's and dot your I's before you uh, before you uh, uh, before you uh, 
occupancy and for process. And, you know, not for me to recommend the particular methodology, but I think it's fair to say that if, if you are a new importer or a one-off importer that isn't in this business on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, consider facilitative services. You may wish to consider the usage of broker, the right. usage of uh, freight forwarders and shippers who are experts in this domain, because the amount of time you may have to spend as a one-time importer to <laughs> familiarize yourself with the process, uh, if you're really dependent on quick, accurate, and timely processing of your product, then you're not going to be in this business again. Mm -hmm. uh, you may want to consider the, the that low-hanging food approach as well. And of course, we're always here to help. We have a 24-7 business information support line, and we have uh, uh, information uh, that we can share uh, online as well. That's perfect because you just you just summarize all the points that are you know available, all the resources and tools that businesses can use in order to have that um, all that knowledge that they need from the services that you provide. Now, thank you so much uh, for joining us, Fred. And uh, it was a great pleasure to chatting with you today, knowing more about you, knowing more about the CBSA. You guys are doing great work in terms of protecting us. So hats off to that, and really, really, thank you so much. Great. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to the Canadian SME podcast. Please visit canadiansme.ca to subscribe and join us next week as we share more expert advice from Canadian business leaders.